1: The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. Charles, what's up, man? We uh, we have got <laughs> we've got a Super Bowl, uh, the Bengals Rams <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Six, and no one is even thinking or talking about it. Um, I can't tell if I like this uh, because you know this week is always sort of like torturous when you're looking ahead to the game and. There's so much time before it, but uh, the the stuff going on now is insane. Brian Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, is suing the NFL, alleging yep. racism, uh, which, of course, we all know is very prevalent in the NFL. Uh, so, <laughs> really, I mean, no <laughs> it's uh, it's sort of a, a funny situation. So we're going to talk about that. Well, we're going to do. Di- I mean, I think we'll spend a lot of time talking about that. This is. Uh, an issue that needs to be dug into. We're going to talk about this Tom Brady fella. Tom Brady has has left the NFL. He uh, he his, The word of his retirement leaked Saturday. He got pissy about it, said that he might not be retiring. And then, what was that, yesterday? I don't even know. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, yeah,
0: yes- yesterday was a long day.
1: Yeah, yesterday he put out an Instagram, uh, the pettiest Instagram post I've ever seen. And Instagram was basically made for people to be petty, uh, where he was um thanking the bucks profusely uh and if you know anything about tom brady he did not actually spend most of his career with the bucks uh, <laughs> it was played, only 2 years played for a different team um so we'll talk a little, uh, we'll talk about tom brady and his legacy uh and sort of that story and what what it all means and then we'll get into the Super Bowl a little bit. We'll talk about, uh, you know, we're going to have all next week to, to really break down the matchups and, and take a look at that. But we will get into that. Talk about how the teams got there. The AFC and NFC championship games. Uh, think about what's next for the 49ers. What's next for the Chiefs? Um, and sort of suss that out, and then we got coaching news. A couple coaching hires: the Raiders hired Josh McDaniels, the New York Giants hired Brian Dable, uh, the Minnesota Vikings appear to be looking strongly at Jim Harbaugh, uh, and then Brian Flores is still interviewing for jobs, but he's obviously not going to get hired by the yeah he's league, not get a job though, league. He's yeah. suing, so uh, a a lot to get into. There's there's a lot going on, um, but let's. Let's like I I actually I just want to start with your reaction to the Brian Flores news, because as you said like yesterday, it was like, whoa, Uh, the Tom Brady news seemed like it would be the biggest deal uh, for a few days, right? Like he's the greatest champion the NFL has ever known, one of the better quarterbacks, uh, a transcendent cultural figure, blah, 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 like Tom Brady's Tom Brady, man, like that story deserved to breathe. But here comes a story that has Bill Belichick. (laughs) Very involved, right? Like the Brian Flores. He
0: got got the Giants caught up.
1: Right, right. The (laughs) the Brian Flores story sort of like turns on the fact that Bill Belichick fucked up and was like, hey, uh, Brian Flores. Like he must have heard that the Giants were just hiring Brian and was like, yo, Brian Flores. That that also
0: makes you wonder, like, what does he have them listed in his phone as? (laughs)
1: Like the
0: the first text message he sees where it pops up, Brian Flores. Would would probably be an indication that oh I messed up here, but he keeps going like it, it was very very strange. Yeah. Uh,
1: so so Belichick steals uh, Brady's thunder <laughs> later in the day. Uh, what was your reaction to this? I mean, this is just a gigantic move. Uh, just like you can't put into words how uh, ballsy, ballsy, uh, and
0: uh, but I mean, my reaction was well, of course he's being discriminated against, right? Uh, He got fired in the first place Uh, (laughs)
1: after after two winning seasons,
0: right? Uh, And see, the thing is, you know, I I don't think that people. uh, And I I think that the lawsuit kind of shed light on some of this. But when people go, "Oh, you know, Brian Flores, how how is he so good? He only went twenty four and 25. Like, do you remember what that first Miami team that he picked up looked like? The the fact that he's only one game under five hundred is, frankly, a miracle. Uh, And then it comes out that he's you know alleging that steven ross offered uh a hundred thousand dollars per loss which quite frankly is not even enough per game to that would make me want to lose because all right so let's say you lose all 16 games in the right. Season that this right that's 1.6 million dollars i can make a lot more than that long term if i by just,
1: winning right? Right,
0: like, right if i do a good job and win games and get another contract so uh like the incentive to even lose is not enough uh But, you know, it's just to me, I never had any doubt that stuff like this uh, was going on behind the scenes. And I I think it's good because I hope that other people can bring themselves to believe that these people uh, who vote for Donald Trump and fund the most heinous things that go on in our country are actually not good people.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that is uh, like uh, Colin Kaepernick. How, how how many years ago was it now? Like it's I like we, years ago, six, right, years ago. six years now. Yeah. We've been talking about this for so long and all Kaepernick did was take a knee to try to get other people to talk. Like he talked a little bit about the, the issue. Like when asked, he explained his stance, but like really he was like sort of doing an external thing. Like, hey, this is an issue that needs to be talked about Everybody should talk about it. And that was enough to piss people off. Uh, And he eventually ended up suing the league and the league uh, settled out of court. Now, the NFL is claiming that it will vigorously defend the Dable lawsuit. There's no chance of that happening. Right. None that this eventually goes to discuss that that it goes through the courts and that all of this information because that opens the league up to uh, to. At, to lawyers digging through their files right like this yeah. is a league that appears to have leaked some gruden emails so as to distract from the fact that it did this giant investigation into the rotten culture of the com. what are they the commanders now yeah the commanders. I, I, I mean could they be more fascist they just went from racist to fascist but anyway like they would not they just they were just trying to distract from like the 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 fact that they did this whole whole investigation and just just sort of said like yeah we we investigated and it was pretty bad and we're gonna we're gonna do some punishments but uh yeah like if you guys could just look that way that would be better uh so i i i feel like there's no way that this is going to get as far as it need, needs to go for us to find out everything going on but there is the there is the every chance that other coaches will join on. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically of like David Cully, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like there are uh, you, the the lawyer, Brian Flores lawyer has said that he is heard from other black coaches who have similar stories. So the allegations let's, let's go through a, a little bit sort of what's behind this. The allegation Brian Flores is making is that he has been brought in multiple occasions uh, to uh, for head coaching interviews that were shams, that they were just meant to satisfy the Rooney rule. Uh, one of them, most recently, with the Giants, that basically the Giants knew they wanted D'Abel, but they needed to fulfill the rule. So they brought him in and it ended up being sort of a waste of his time and that he was never a serious candidate. He also makes this claim about the Broncos a couple years ago when they hired Vic Fangio, that he had an interview where John Elway and others uh, appeared an hour late and looked disheveled and it was clear that they had been drinking the night before. Um, so it, he is making some pretty serious accusations, but also ones that like we, we know this, right? Like the yeah. Jag, the Jaguars, like the word leaked last year, the Jags were going to hire urban Meyer, like bef- I think before they fired their previous coach. Uh, yeah. So, so there was no way. So we knew that it was fake, that they were, they were going to go through the renewal thing. Um, so the question is how whether this can be proven, but I really think the NFL is not
0: going to let I don't, this go. Yeah, I think they're just going to settle um, right. because, I mean, with the Kaepernick stuff, we know that like, unless you're just, you know, a complete, um, unless you're just like a, a complete, um, I don't know, they just – goofy who believes everything that people right. in authority tells you i mean you you can't <laughs> you just can't believe that there's like really any sense of parity or you know equity equality any of those words uh in the nfl especially when it comes towards uh uh you know putting black people in power putting black people in charge uh and, you know I'm, I'm interested to see because I, I think someone reported the other day or yesterday i guess man yesterday seemed like 20 yeah, days <laughs> Uh that you know, there are other coaches that are going to hop on the lawsuit potentially because they feel like they have the receipts. So, right. um, uh, Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's yesterday was just a lot for me to take in because I was like, you know, I certainly believe that this all this is true. I, uh, I think the fact that the NFL is going to settle and not let the information comes out means that more people are probably going to be less inclined. This stuff believes to be be less inclined to believe this stuff happens in the future because. I mean even with the kaepernick stuff you still have people saying that oh nothing really happened here the nfl just settled like why 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 do you think they settled man like (laughs) come on uh so i i i really uh hope that there's a learning lesson in all of this but i don't believe that there will be
1: yeah i guess that's uh, that's the big question here right Is like brian flores is very clearly sacrificing his career he has said as much he said like i know that this may mean I never coach in this league again and like quite frankly he may. I don't know that he'll coach in college right like uh, he should like Michigan is about to lose its head coach and if I was whoever makes the decisions there which is you know probably some giant booster right like (laughs) some some guy who's giving a bunch of money is actually making the calls I would think Brian Flores would be a good candidate he's a really good football coach Uh, but It's the same power structures, right? Like these are the same people uh, in the same stratosphere of wealth who see Mm -hmm. the world the same way, who are going to be making these decisions and they would not want someone uh, despite the American universities are supposed to be a place where like we're allowed to talk about these things and where discussion is encouraged. Uh, Like there's a very good chance that Brian Flores will end up coaching in like whatever whatever league just hired uh, didn't. Um Jeff Fisher just get hired to coach football somewhere in like a league that I it, usFL I didn't even know it was relaunching that. we like, uh,
0: did that uh, done a really bad job promoting that
1: yeah uh like there's a there's every good chance that that's where Brian Flores ends up um and that he does not even end up being able to get a big time job but he should right like he's a good football coach who's done really good work um but I, I just don't so like is will this does this have any chance of changing anything? Like, does it at least help to have these big broad conversations, to have this in the news, to have the documents out, right? Like this Bill Bell, like that's the one that like we would have never seen a Bill Belichick. Uh we would have never you know seen what Bill Belichick had to say in a private text and, and make this mess up unless he went forward with it. Uh, so maybe that opens the door. Like you said, other, maybe other coaches have receipts and now they're willing to come out. Like, is that sort of the end game here? Like, can this change anything?
0: Um, I don't know how much it'll change anything because I don't know how much the NFL is going to let I uh, get out there. But you know, I, I, I think what's kind of interesting is, you know, you used to have uh Like when when they're doing the Rooney Rule and interviews, it'll be like, "Oh, you know, they're they're gonna, you know, Team X is gonna interview the assistant special teams coach for this team to be their head." It's like, "Oh, okay." But now they've moved on to guys like Brian Flores being the sham interviews, where you know, I mean, I have no, for me, I have no reason to, uh, doubt like what Brian Flores is saying is true, especially about like John Elway, uh, showing up late, uh somebody did a joke yesterday on Twitter that John Elway was late for the interview because he was taking a double dose of ivermectin. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a a joke, not real, but, uh, you know, I, I I mean, would would, like white people in power treating these black people with disrespect be anything new? Uh, So I don't really see how that's going to change because they're not really incentivized to change the culture that, they have in the league office and management because they can just pay to make it go away uh, for really however much they want, because I mean, these leagues have basically infinite money. So, um, you know, as long as they can just throw money at it and quell the fire, then I don't really see how stuff changes, but I, you know, I kind of hope that maybe one day we can get to a point where there's a black coach that has so much money that says, I don't want the settlement. Here's what I got. And the public, you guys can deal with it. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the throwing games thing is obviously going to be a, a huge deal too. Like I, the focus here should be on the fact that there's systemic racism.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think money. if anything gets Stephen Ross in trouble, it's probably gonna be the throwing games.
1: Right. Thing. Because the NFL has betting partners now, right? <laughs> like they do not want to know that, uh, that owners are paying, uh, players to, they're paying coaches to, to try to throw games. I mean, that's insanity for a league that has, you know after many decades of pretending that there was no betting uh they they the american laws finally made it so that they could profit off some of this and they could have partnerships and it was sort of above the board uh so now they've cozied up to gambling interests and that is not going to be great for for those companies uh to know that this sort of thing is going on behind the scenes it's it's Dulls interest from betters who think it's a rigged game, uh, but also like maybe about like don't do the draft. Maybe <laughs> like if, if you if you have owners who feel the need to incentivize like, like hey, either you, you know, either the draft is the system and you're OK with people, uh, you know, going through the process and uh, and and bottoming out in order to get better picks and get better or you're not like you need to come up with a new system and like you know the the draft thing is like a very american thing <laughs> like yeah. it's it's a yeah. weird process uh where we sort of tell young athletes where they're going to go play and uh and wait it so that it's the the bad teams the bad teams yeah it's funny like i talked to some of my friends uh, I was catching up with one
0: of, I had a friend, so when I was in high school, we had uh, like German exchange students that came and stayed for like two months or something, mm-hmm. uh, and I still keep in touch with some of them, uh, you know, maybe every
1: couple of years. And Do I'll you speak talk. German, Chuck? You've been holding no, out on sp- us? they speak English. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the rest of the world is like, yeah, well, fine, we'll, we'll speak English. Yeah,
0: I don't know, I don't know what happened, but I basically just befriended like all these german kids and i did not speak a lick of german uh throughout that entire time but i still keep in touch with some of them from time to time and uh someone asked one of them asked me a question they're like can you explain the nfl draft to me <laughs> uh, and i was like in what they were like in what sense and they were like why does the worst team get the best player i was like you know what that's a great question <laughs> Because <laughs> they were like, they were like, why would you ever incentivize losing? Like, they should be able to go play for the good teams, right? Like that's how it is over here. I'm like, All right. ideally, yeah, that makes sense. But uh you know, we have a we have a lot of problems in the way that we <laughs> view sports and the way that we go about sports. Now, you know, the funny thing to me, like when you start, this is, I guess, off off subject, but when you start bringing up, you know, how you don't like the draft or something like that, people. Uh, will go, well, we'll, well, how are the, the small teams supposed to get anyone to come play for them? Dude, your owner is is very, very, very wealthy. Uh, right. So, you know, that's not a real issue for you. That's just something that they've conditioned to you, believe, uh, so that they can continue to have a salary cap, which is just suppressing waves and wages and no, nothing else than that.
1: Right. I mean, this idea that, like, oh, that the uh, – I mean, I'm trying to think of like what a small team would even be, like, a sm- you know, the quote-unquote – Small market teams, uh, I, Baltimore. Like I don't know if Denver is considered, but like Denver is. Uh, Pat Boland bought the Broncos in '84 for seventy-eight million. Uh, the team is probably going to sell for like four billion dollars. Four billion. billion, like the, the, the owners are making money in owning the team, right? Like they are, they're getting equity, uh, insane levels of equity every year. Like they, we don't need to feel bad that they might, uh, have to just break even in order to sign good players. And of course, if you actually have a good team, you're going to make even more money, right? Like that's the best way to make money in sports is to sign good players and win a lot of games. And then you'll make even more money. So. Nobody should feel any like, oh, I, you know, that that refrain was beaten so hard for so long. Uh, the, the baseball team, the small market teams, what are they supposed to do? Like uh, they, they can use the money they have to sign players. It's fine. Oh, uh-huh. uh, man. All right. Well, this is a story we'll probably keep talking about. I mean, I I feel bad that we that the the outcome is probably what we are predicting that this will sort of be tamped down once once everybody calms down once the NFL's lawyers get Goodell and the owners into a room and say like hey you don't you don't want this <laughs> like yeah. whatever whatever million dollars you know and that's like what's a number that the NFL would actually, get upset about and these are rich guys so like probably having to spend any money would make them upset but like they uh, you know a, a dollar figure that they could give to flores or flores and 10 other black coaches that would hurt actually hurt their wallet like there is no number right these are 32 billionaires
0: uh yeah i don't, I don't think there's like a conceivable number that sounds realistic that they would right. not just throw money at especially right. when, like when it comes to area like to it comes to airing out their dirty laundry. I'm sure that they will throw any amount of money at it just so that it doesn't come back and make them look crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, sadly, it'll it'll probably taper off. Uh, but we'll see if if other coaches come forward and if this does bring a swell. I mean, you need people like Colin Kaepernick and Brian Flores to do this. To I mean, it emboldens other people to talk. Uh, it, you know, Kaepernick. Um, it didn't It probably didn't get that much coverage, you know, like but he inspired a lot of young kids. Dave's iron wrote a book, The Kaepernick Effect, about the fact that like lots of high school kids did this and whether they understood it or not, at least they were thinking about it. Right. They were like thinking about the issue and it's something that is embedded in their experience as teenagers. Uh, so there's a much better chance that they will be open uh, and attuned to these issues moving forward and that's sort of where we're going to you know that's I, I think Flores I mean he's been open about it that's his goal right is to sh- show younger coaches like hey I'm trying to stand up and discuss this uh, and maybe that allows them to be a little bit more bold a little bit uh, you know to push back a little bit more as they go because the system is terribly weighted against them uh, and and it's very difficult for them to ever speak out so he's Trying to push that line a little bit, and we'll see what happens. Um, Tom Brady, man what's what's your what's like? We're early days of the end of Tom Brady. What's your feeling? How how are you feeling about this guy?
0: I'm still like expecting him to come back at some point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The joke, everybody's making that joke, right? Like, yeah, give him three months with his children. You know, like (laughs) give him like three months of home life, and he'll be back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a. It's cool uh, that he's gone. <laughs> uh, I was kind of bored of this. I wanted to see, let's move on, let some of the other guys get some shine. It's been, what, 22 seasons? So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, one of the greatest ever. Um, I just thought that it was funny that in his huge retirement spiel, he said nothing about the Patriots. And then, after saying nothing about the Patriots and just praising the Bucs as if he played with the Bucs for 20 seasons, right? Uh, he gives the Patriots fans a shout-out on Instagram. All like on right. a, like a, a story that says, shout-out, Pats Nation. I love you guys or something like that. Uh, so, you know, that was funny. I think it shed uh, shed some light about how Tom feels about how his time ended there. 100%. Uh, yeah. In New England. So, you know, it had to end at some point. Um, I thought he was going to give it one more go just because he still looked like he was playing. Uh, At a pretty high level, but, you know, seems like his wife won.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was about time, uh, quite quite frankly, that uh, she got she got one there. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, Brady is uh, just a fascinating character, right? Like he is incredibly driven by winning and succeeding and sort of like one thing that as I've looked back and I I watched a couple of the episodes from his epic docuseries um, that Gotham Chopra is putting together. And, you know, Tom sort of never thought that he would not be great. Like he thought he was a really good quarterback in high school and went to Michigan. And like, although his career at Michigan was not that great, like he still thought he would be like a day, you know, a a second round uh, NFL pick. And he thought he would be like, he never had any of the doubts that the rest of us had about him. Uh, he's just like wired to not think that way, and then once he got into the league and started having some success, and realized like, well, if I if I go crazy with it, if I don't eat strawberries, if I do all this stuff, then I can try to be even more successful. And like, he's just never he's like so in a bubble, man. Like he is so in his own world about how things go, and like I I'm not even sure. I think there's definitely a lot of angst between him and Belichick that we don't know about, right? Because Belichick didn't sit for that documentary, right? Like mm. ESPN is producing a 10-part documentary about this guy, and they couldn't even get Belichick to like give them 20 minutes just to yeah. say, you know, something about early on the early days. And that's what because a lot of people countered the the idea that that Brady had been petty by saying, like, well, look, he's making a 10-part documentary, and most of it is about the the Patriots, because it's about his Super Bowl trips, right? So, right. Um, nine of them are about the Patriots, and one of them is about the Bucks. So, like, oh, he's, but that it, he, the the episodes I watched, and I assume they sort of progressed in this same pattern. He was, it was very much like he picked like two teammates per Super Bowl run, and was like, yeah, hey, here is Rodney Harrison, and he was my buddy, and we liked playing together, and you know, it was like very surface, right? There was not like a whole lot of. Uh, digging in with what what Belichick was saying or what you know, he, they talk about Belichick and they talk about him forming the team and making the culture and all that. But it's not super deep, which I think we all because like Brady was still playing when this thing was announced. We were not going to get the last dance. We're not going to get Michael Jordan actually reminiscing about what was really going on. Right. Like we have to wait for that. Um, but Brady, he's just. He's just a an interesting dude, like he's just sort of in that bubble he's released this clothing line that is like by most accounts hideous and overpriced but like <laughs> he, like he just believes in himself, man he just believes like he just uh, thinks that it'll work out and he's he's been right You're right <laughs> most <of> the time <laughs> right like he uh it really has worked out for him all along, so um. It's going to be interesting to see what he does next and what his next chapter is and like uh, how his legacy changes and morphs now that he's gone. Um, You know, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer and has interest and he has the TB12 method and all that. And he's a partner in the uh, religion of sports production. Like, so he has a lot going on, but going to be going to be interesting. Where does he rank for you? i mean is he the best quarterback ever is he the best something ever is he the best football player like where does he uh, rank for you
0: i mean i think he's like the uh, i i mean I, to me there's a difference between like great and best right. uh, i definitely think he's the greatest just because there's so many moments that you can think of where he's been great but i don't think he's right. like the most talented thrower of the football uh right. that i've seen that would probably go to aaron Rodgers or uh Patrick Mahomes but you know it's not like not like he's a slouch or anything uh when it comes to his talent level at quarterback I just you know I just I I look at Tom and you know I I kind of think of like well what's the one defining trait that I think of Tom and really it's just like <laughs> greatness I don't know uh I <laughs> uh, yeah obviously like the accuracy is there but I uh, I don't think like physically he had anything that you know he, like he didn't have one like defining physical trait that other quarterbacks didn't have, you just, you know, just kind of seemed to be great at playing quarterback, uh, in a way that was efficient, in a way that was deadly. And he played all different types of schemes and was asked to operate a bunch of different style of passing attacks throughout his mm-hmm. 22 years. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of cool to see one player just from like from a f- football perspective. It's kind of cool to just to see one player be able to adapt to so many different environments because I know that a lot of guys struggle with that and I think that you know right. just being a great football player <laughs> is Tom Brady's legacy uh he's definitely the greatest quarterback of all time He's seven Super Bowls still flinging down the field at 44 years old but right. uh you know just in, in terms of like most talented guys I think I'll probably go like Rogers, Mahomes and even like Prime payne Manning over that right
1: yeah it's uh yeah it's an interesting discussion to have because it's just like and, you know, and he got paired with Belichick too. Like you cannot pull that apart, right? Like he had the smartest guy in football in his ear in his formative years. Which, uh, I, there's so many quarterbacks that you think about. Like, what if, what if RG three had had a longer time working with a really smart, uh, you know, because he looked great. And I guess that was Kyle Shanahan. you know, like it, like he looked great in certain situations. And then those that fell out and he wasn't great. Like Ryan Leaf had personal like he had sort of personal issues going on, too. But like, what if he had landed in the right spot? What if what if so many of these guys? Uh, I mean, there's more quarterback busts in the first round than not. You know, most of them don't work out. Um, so it's hard to pull that apart. The The fact that he got Belichick and Belichick was really ascending and figuring things out. And he was just three steps ahead of everyone else in the league at all times and figuring Mm -hmm. out how how to do things. And he was teaching that to Brady and Brady was a sponge. You know, Brady was uh, just a guy who wanted to soak all that up. So um, really interesting to see, you know, hopefully those guys talk about it someday. Hopefully we, it feels like a Seth Wickersham book probably uh, or, you know, some some documentary that we'll watch ten years from now, where they're mm-hmm. they're finally really explaining what's going on. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Man, whoo! Super Bowl Fifty Six, Bengals, Rams. Uh, I, you tweeted, I think you said, "Man, everything I wrote about the Bengals before the season just looks like what, super, what you got, super cl- clown." Yeah, just totally wrong. Um, uh yeah. What, uh, what happened here? What is hat. this? Um,
0: I, I will Sunday, Sunday, that game to me, was just Patrick Mahomes. Just he, he was horrendous in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and it was so weird because in the first half, like he looked like he was still in God mode from that bills game. Uh, and in the second half, like he couldn't get anything going. Uh, it was, it was weird. He's just like inaccurate playing, uh, Playing like way, way out of control, throwing the ball out of bounds, throwing interceptions like at the end of the game. So, um, I, I was very baffled to see Mahomes play that bad. And but hey, the Bengals—they seem to be the team of destiny this year. They're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not even like trying to sound like a hater because I really don't care about being wrong about the Bengals or anything regarding <laughs> football. But this seems to be just like the luckiest team <laughs> ever. Uh, I mean, you win that game against the Titans where you give up nine sacks uh, because Ryan Tannehill just poops on himself on the other side of the field, and then the Chiefs game like you look like you're about to lose that game fifty to nothing, and then right. somehow like Patrick Mahomes gets replaced by Blaine Gabbert during halftime, and uh, they can't do anything. You get to squeak out a win that way. I mean, they're here. Uh, they have a lot of playmakers. Are Quite a lot of fun to watch. They're doing it without, like, the help of their head coach because Zach Taylor (laughs) put another stinker on Sunday. And, you know, if he didn't have uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, they'd probably lose that game because I still don't think that Zach Taylor is a very good head coach. But, hey, you're here. Uh, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. But it's just kind of baffling the things that have had to take place for this Bengals team to actually get to this
1: point. Right. Uh, since you brought it up, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Mahomes thing. Did the Bengals, I don't know how much you studied that game or where you're at in your prep for Super Bowl scouting report type stuff. Uh, did the Bengals do anything to make Patrick Mahomes look that bad? I, I know they went. More one single high safety right, and they sort of tried to get Mahomes to throw down the middle of the field, which, like, you wouldn't think. Like, I mean, he has uh, the best receiving tight end in the game. Like, you wouldn't th- think, like, oh, let's do that. But it seemed like they were like, well, we're gonna we're gonna let you throw to Travis Kelsey, but we're gonna take away other parts of the field, and that he just like short circuited. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. He just couldn't figure it out.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, to me, I, I didn't watch all the second half, like, on film, but, uh, honestly, to me, it just seemed like Patrick Mahomes was playing bad more than anything. Like, I I think maybe the Bengals changed up what they were doing a little bit, but it's not anything that Mahomes hasn't seen anything, seen before. Uh, and it's not like it was even com- as complex as, like, what the Bills were throwing up, uh, right. this last week and he shredded them. So, right. you know, I think to me, uh, this game, if you're a Chiefs fan, like to me, I would just categorize this game under shit happens. Uh, mm, okay. Football's a weird sport, man. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we get caught up in looking at, you know, why is this happening? Uh, what, what happened here, X, Y, and Z? But, you know, I think he just kind of, my just kind of came okay. out and had a, a, a really poor half of football. I mean, I don't have an explanation for why he was inaccurate or sailing the ball over receivers' heads and throwing it to DBs, but. It happened, uh, and I, right.
1: I I would not. But it's not right. It's like, not a huge surprise. Seconds. Like right. like he he ha- he struggled this season. Like I mean we we spent yeah. a lot well, of time yeah. on this podcast talking like oh is ben relatively is okay? I think
0: we should say relatively strong. right
1: yeah <laughs> to to his bar right like yeah. he he totally reset the bar for how we think a QB could play so uh he was not sort of reaching his own level uh, yeah so.
0: and I, I, the funniest thing to me was uh I think I think it was yesterday. uh or Monday, where somebody said, you know, has Andy Reid underachieved with Patrick Mahomes? Like, man, we have we have really <laughs> got this expectations on this thing, boy. Like, <laughs> so you're you're gonna tell me that if I go, let me let me see what 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 is the Chiefs' record under Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback? They're fifty and thirteen. Okay. So in four seasons, they've gone 12-4, and 11-3. That's, four, 11 and three,
1: that's a college record. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. It. That's what I'm saying.
0: And, okay, in that time, uh, what? He's won an MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, MVP. Uh, yeah, I don't think that this is an underachievement in any stretch of the imagination. I think calling that an underachievement, one, sets the bar to like what Brady and Belichick did, which is just totally unreasonable. And two kind of forgets like how hard it can be to actually win in the NFL. Like if you're gonna tell me that dude, what is it four straight trips to the AFC Championship game? Three straight trips to the AFC Championship game? No, four. Four. Four, four yeah. Uh, because they went the year where they lost to Brady and then they yeah. won twice and yeah. this year. So right. um Yeah, I, I can't say that, that that is an underachievement. Like, would you have liked to win the Super Bowl every single year you go? Of course. Uh, who wouldn't? But it, it's just very unrealistic i think to call what they've accomplished in underachievement and you're talking about like literally the best four-year stretch of offensive football in nfl history no 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 no, no. i can't call that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: uh all right nfc game uh this uh this uh, this game ends <laughs> with jimmy garoppolo I don't know, shoved tossing. I don't even know what he was doing with the football, but sort of like flinging it upfield with Aaron Donald, just dragging him around Uh, this like pretty predictable. (laughs) Like I think, I think if you had somebody had asked you or I like before the game, like, how do you think this game ends? Like that would have been very much on the table. Like, yes, Aaron Donald just smothers Garoppolo and he tosses it to the other team. Uh, That's exactly what happened. 2017 Rams win. Um, the uh, the Rams obviously are like we are looking at the matchup with the with the Bengals we've done a, a few pieces on it like we've written a little bit about it and like it seems like a horrific matchup for the Bengals right the Bengals have no offensive line the Rams have arguably one of the better defensive lines we've seen in a long time they have Jalen Ramsey to you know like if, if anybody's gonna be able to stop the Bengals uh passing attack like you know the fact that you have Jalen Ramsey to lock down whoever they decide to put him on you know almost certainly jamar Chase like It just, it seems like a bad matchup Um, just feels right now. Like the Rams, like, oh man, this, this team, they built, they were built for this. This is what they were going for. But quietly, Matthew Stafford was not very good in this game. Like he was okay. And he made, yeah, he made some good, like he made important throws at the end. He had that throw to the sideline to Beckham. And then there was a 15 yard penalty on that. And then he like, you know, he, he fit a ball in, to Cooper Cup on it like a nice slant, but uh, you know, like he did not make and he had that terrible throw down the middle of the field that, that Tart
0: that, that probably would have lost the game for them, right? Right? Like, I oh, mean, if, yeah.
1: if if that if 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 he Tart holds on to that ball, like it's a totally different conversation this entire offseason. Um, so yeah, not he was not great and his arm has been a little I don't know, wobbly, you know, he's just like his arm is not there uh, the last couple weeks, it's just he's. He's not the guy i think that they traded for i mean he's still finding a way to get it done but there's something going on
0: yeah um it, that that game was bizarre i guess because you know he's got stuff getting a lot of credit but like you said if if he if that punt look, like, it, it wasn't even like a throw it was, it was, it was so like weird a punt to Joyce <laughs> guitar like and it hit him right in the chest yeah. if, if I mean that was, that was basically like a punt return or a kick return drill, and he maybe right. he just hasn't done that enough
1: in practice. He just
0: Wait, I think it. he was shocked, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you? How are you? How do you plan for something like that? Right. You know?
1: that, football, that football is coming right to me for some reason. Like, yeah.
0: like <laughs> Cause, cause, well, because I, I remember I was talking to one of my teammates who did something uh, similar to that in a game in college where you know it was just a horrible throw. He played free safety and. He just dropped it and go over to the side. I'm like, man, like, I was like, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, how did you drop that? He was, he's like, I thought it was a mistake. Like, like I saw the ball, like, ball coming in the air. I'm like, am I about to get depleted? Like, is this really happening? Is this, is this real? Like, am I missing, a, is there a receiver like about to run right in front of me and pick this right. off that I'm not looking at? And he said he was thinking about so many things that could have gone wrong that by the time. The yeah. ball got to his chest, it just fell right out of his hands. So it, it you
1: know, was, I, I I was but yeah.
0: the uh the the I accepted the explanation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like major kudos to Jakuski Tart for like coming out. Like, I mean, he spoke to the media, he was like honest about it, he talked about like that was amazing. Like uh to yeah, I, I think is. we all we all watched that and we're like, oh my gosh, like wow. I cannot. Like that's one of those moments in sports you were just like like the anxiety that you have every day in life, (laughs) that like terrible things are going to happen to you. And like, Oh man, that just happened to that guy. Like what's, I can't even fathom that. He just came out, talked about it, like said, he wants to get better, said it's obviously going to bother him for a long time. Uh, it was, it was a pretty like pretty impressive is if you're thinking about athletes owning up to mistakes, uh, it was up there. Uh this is one of the most impressive i remember um what else from this game like uh aaron donald's like on a mission right like this Dude, guy he's, he's a monster
0: unbelievable right now right uh and and again this is a game where if you look at the box score three tackles yeah I maybe mean, hits you would think oh he didn't. no 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 like he is <laughs> he's playing unreal right now and i think what's so <laughs> crazy to me about aaron donald is like he's 30 like if this is what 30 looks like for Aaron Donald and he like you you haven't seen him really slow down at all uh, i i'm just kind of impressed to see like what the longevity of this thing can be cuz uh i mean at this point certainly uh, uh he certainly hit uh first ballot hall of fame status uh he has 98 sacks in his career <laughs> which as a defensive tackle is absurd <laughs> like <laughs> to to be able to hit you know 100 plus sacks. I don't, I can't think of many other defensive tackles that have done that. Maybe like John Randall uh, or Warren Sapp, but you know, that's kind of like the air that he has reached into. And it's so apparent when he walks on the field and they start playing, you're like, okay, he's different than everybody else. Uh, Yeah. I I remember, yeah, one of the worst conversations to me around football is, you know, these efficiency. Cap arguments where you know, should we let player X walk because he doesn't play quarterback or safety or p- quarterback or cornerback or wide receiver or what have you? Because I remember there were some people back in the day when Aaron roger when Aaron Donald's about to get that uh contract extension, like, oh, you know, should you really be playing defense tackle? This is money, yes, yes, you should, particularly, particularly <laughs> yeah. this one.
1: Uh, here, yeah, I <laughs> like so. The way to measure his impact is that a Kyle Shanahan offense had 50 rushing yards, 2.5 yards per carry on 20 carries. And then uh, the, if you look, the, so the reason you pay Aaron Donald, right, is that you then don't have to pay many other people. The The Rams don't have linebackers. <laughs> like their linebackers are Ernest Jones and Troy Reader. And I like went through some stats, looked at some film for something we had to write. Like these guys are not good. They're very they're bad. bad. They're, they're but bad. like, yeah, run stopping like they but they don't need to be that good. Like yeah, it used to be this idea that like, well, if you have a good defensive tackle, he takes on blockers and lets the linebackers make plays. These dudes don't even need to make plays <laughs> like right. they're, they're just asked to do so little. Uh, and like, and uh, it like, goes back to
0: how Brandon Staley even got that job, because, you know, the, the whole and this this is what was like. I didn't want to – because I've, I've got a lot of friends that, you know, were big on the Brandon Staley stuff last year when mm-hmm. he was the Rams. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, he's revolutionizing defense by playing all these you know, <laughs> too, high, too high coverages. And they've got, like, five guys in the box. I'm like, he's got Aaron Donald, of course. Like If I've if Aaron Donald, I might let him go one on five. and, see, and <laughs> He can still probably win. So, yeah, like, of course, of course you can have a top-ranked run defense with five guys in the box when you have a literal cyborg superhuman playing right. in the middle of your defense. But then when you move to the chargers and you don't have that, you end up with like one of the worst Russian defenses in the NFL history. So yeah. uh, players, players play the game uh, at the end of the day. And, you know, it, it's, it's not surprising that, you know, Raheem Morris can have some shaky times calling the Falcons defense. And then when he goes gets to play with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, he's, you know, back being one of the better defensive coordinators in the league or, you know when Brandon Staley leaves, and he doesn't have the safety net of like two Hall of Fame players on his defense, uh, it, it it can be a little shaky sometimes. Not to say that he isn't a ba- that he isn't a good coach because I still do think he's a good coach and going to get that Chargers defense turnaround. But you know y- you're you can really only be as good as your talent and. When you have Aaron Dolly, you could be pretty damn good.
1: All right, right. He covers up for so much. Uh, you know, like the sa- the Rams safeties, like they, you know, they signed Eric Weddle out of whatever he was doing. Uh, and he played b- I mean, he played every snap. Like they're obviously they have some uh some issues, like they're they're not super confident in what they had, uh, but yeah, again, you have Aaron Donald, right? Like you're not you're not asking these people to do too much, and you also have Jalen Ramsey, right? Like he does. I mean, to, to have those two guys in the same defense is wild. Um, so we'll we'll dig into a lot of that next week. We'll get into more like how we think the game is going to play out, different matchups, etc., 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 etc. Let's talk now about some of the coaching decisions that have been made. I'm just going to throw them at you. You give me your reaction. Raiders, Josh McDaniels.
0: Um it was weird um just because i didn't really see this i mean it seemed like harbaugh was going to the raiders and right, right. never i don't even think he interviewed there uh and I, I to me with with josh mcdaniels i to me i think he'll probably be fine for them uh as long as he's learned from his mistakes in denver i really don't have many issues with him as a play caller um i i kind of like like just from a but they already have personnel wise, right? Like, see, uh, like
1: it, it seems like a good fit for Derek Carr. See,
0: like, yeah, it seems like, I, I think I think stylistically this is a, a really good fit, right, uh, for Derek Carr. And I think it's probably a good fit for Joshua Daniels too, in the sense that Derek Carr can throw down the field a little bit better than Mac Jones could, and uh, even though you know Derek mentally does not always give himself a chance, physically he can you know stand up a little bit better against pressure than Mac did. So. Right. Uh, you know, just get back to run the ball a little bit, which McDaniels also knows how to do. And I think that it's probably going to be I don't know if it's going to be great, but I don't expect this to look like horrible.
1: Right. Uh, Brian Dable to the Giants.
0: Uh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> I like it. I don't like it as much now that we know that <laughs> 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 what we know. But I, I think this is good uh, because. When I look at the Giants roster, I've said this for the past couple of years now. You can't tell me that this is like, unless, you know, all these guys have had every ounce of talent squeezed from them. I still cannot wrap my mind to believe that uh, they're often supporting cast is as bad as their results have been over right. the past few years. And I honestly, I don't even think that that all that can even be put on Daniel Jones. Like, I think a lot of it is just Joe Judge and Jason Garrett. were right. Really, really, really awful. Right. Right. Uh, and I think you know, just get if you can get Daniel Jones back to playing like he was before he got hurt, which to me was probably you know average quarterback play. Because um, I mean, the thing with the thing with Daniel Jones is, you can you can build an offense around a quarterback that can run and throw the deep ball. Like I don't know if if everything else is a little inconsistent, you might have some mixed results. But I I do feel pretty comfortable saying that Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback uh, in this league, and if you can get someone who can make. Oh, I don't know. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Tony. Right. weapons. Yeah. Everything is probably on its way out in free agency, but you know, the other four guys plus whatever draft pick you throw in there. I, uh, I have a hard time believing that literally anyone else can make that look like a functional offense. Uh, and I would be very surprised if Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony go another season without uh, scoring a touchdown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one quick thing on the Giants. I why do they as a franchise seem to like want to cast everybody they hire as like blue collar? Like do they do they know that like I know that their facility is in Jersey and that like a lot of their fans might be in Jersey, but like it's okay. the New York okay. Giants. Like it's, okay. it's, it's like the most
0: The facility is in Jersey, but like okay, literally from the Giants practice field, you can see Manhattan. Right. So I uh, it, Why are the,
1: they acting they're acting like it's like the you
0: know I don't know man like you're 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 northeast jersey man like right. there's nothing blue collar about northeast new jersey uh you know I think the, the jets probably have a little better claim fame for that cuz they're way out there in the middle uh they got to they got to travel a little bit to get to metlife but the giants like there's nothing blue collar about your team there's nothing blue collar about your owner uh and it's kind of weird that they keep trying to sell this as like some Dirty, you know, physical yeah. football team when dude, you lean into it. You're Manhattan. Be finance right. guy. I don't know.
1: Fans just want to win. Like they yeah. just want somebody who's really uh competent. You know, like it doesn't matter if they're competent in a pickup truck. <laughs> like that's that's fine. But like they just wanna to, want to be good at football. Um all right. Vikings are it looks like potentially maybe they have uh very rapidly Move toward Jim Harbaugh, uh, and like you said, Harbaugh. We, there was a lot of speculation that he wanted he was going to be the Raiders' option. He knew Mark Davis. You know, like uh, there there were some dots there to be connected. This fit is a little bit weirder. I don't know. I mean, I, I know uh, Jim Harbaugh's. We, we've said this on the podcast. He's, Jim Harbaugh's a good football coach. He's a really good record in the NFL. Uh, not sure why he would want a job with a quarterback situation like the one he would be taking in Minnesota but what are your initial thoughts here
0: um I think I I, I think that I would if if I had a team that needed a head coach I'd be trying to hire Jim Harbaugh 100 uh, yeah he it, it's not like the other um college guys that come in and fail because he's had success in the NFL and quite frankly as weird as I believe Jim Harbaugh to be and as insane <laughs> a person as I believe yeah. him to be He's a goofball. He's a goofball. And he's nuts. Uh, right. And quietly the other Harbaugh brother hides his, you know, insane brain a little bit better. Much better. Uh, yeah. But his but but Jim Harbaugh's credentials as a football coach, I think, are just you can't really question it. Um right. basically literally every single stop he's had, going back to the University of San Diego, through Stanford, through San Francisco, Michigan to now, you can't call like any of those stops failure. So right. um, clearly he knows what he's doing. Uh, and I think the fact that he's had success in the NFL level before, uh, you know, two NFC championship games, you're a playway for winning the super bowl. To me, that's like a slam dunk hire. If yeah. You can get Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, it's just, it, it makes me wonder, like, is this one of those situations where, cause it seems, it seems like Jim Harbaugh is about to go down and sign this deal, but there's still toting out, Put on the like they interviewed Patrick Graham, right? Uh, the black defensive coordinator from the Giants, which is like, uh, yeah. like I, I, I think, like, obviously, I, I think Jim Harbaugh is extremely qualified to be a head coach, really? but I don't think that you need to sully the process to get to him, you know? Right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, the Texans look like they might hire Josh McCown. If that happens, we're just gonna do a, like a 30 minute podcast where we just laugh.
0: Yep, we're gonna call up Brian Flores' agent, and uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> here you go. Here's your evidence. Here, here, you, here. this is all you need. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, we're gonna we'll be back next week. Like I said, we'll uh, do some Super Bowl preview episodes. We haven't decided how we're gonna arrange all that. We'll we'll figure out some organizational structure and. Come up with some interesting thoughts. It's obviously the biggest week of NFL coverage. Everybody is talking about this game. It's hard to say anything new, but we'll do our best. Um in the meantime, find us on Twitter. He's at forverts. I'm at Chris Corman. Uh read for the win. Ftw at USA today, FTW dot Uh all sorts of NFL coverage over there. And uh any any closing thoughts, Chuck? Anything we missed?
0: Uh, Go get that bag, Brian. Let's go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Go <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Talk to you next time. Take care. The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. I'm
0: just going to run this